Hey, it's your boy Benji Bay, and uh, today I want to get into the sports side real fast. And um, you know, as I always say, this this podcast, sports and music, you know, is very diverse. Um, I talk about a lot of different subjects, but um, if you've been in tune with this podcast, as I say, uh, I've been doing uh, predictions and like doing this stuff before podcasting was even a thought. So uh, it's not like I put uh, any force into this and. Uh, I mainly want to talk about the NFL and, um, you know, just it was a few teams, one or two teams I couldn't put in my top five for certain reasons. Uh, it's personal sometimes, you know, it's personal sometimes. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get into this real fast. Right. You see, really didn't want to get on this topic, you know, uh, so early because there's so many great free agents that's unsigned in the NFL. So I really don't understand the NFL at this point because uh, it's so many politics, it's so many ways that these players have to act accordingly just to play on the football field. Like Antonio Brown still could be a top 10, top 15 wide receiving the NFL, you could argue. Unsigned, Odell Beckham, unsigned. Uh, you got defensive backs out there like Joe Hayden. Um, I'm sure even Richard Sherman still could get busy. He's only like 33, 34. Uh, Earl Thomas, but he has a lot of, you know, he's he's been having a tough time the last couple of years. Uh, it's not the best thing to see, you know, especially knowing that I kept up with him coming out of the uh, University of Texas. It's just so many great free agents out there, man. You could look it up like household names, like, and they're not signed. And, you know, they just want to roll with the younger players. But um, I feel like a veteran experience is worth way more than a younger rookie just coming into the league who still probably has like a kid mentality, you know, but, uh, in top five in any way, shape, like in no, in no, uh, particular order. Right. And, um, the first team I'm gonna say is the saints, right? You see now the saints, uh, this is a team that already had tremendous talent. And, um, I thought that they already had enough, but you know, as always, the saints always take it up a a notch in some more. Uh, they got James Winston, their quarterback who, uh, he is yet to even reach his peak. He is yet to even reach his peak. He's not even, I feel like he's not even 30 yet. He may be 28, 29, give or take. And, um, you know, right system, you know, he has what it takes to, uh, deliver it, you know? And, um, I feel like the Saints is the right organi- organization to do it. Under Drew Brees, uh, he's already got the experience. It's like, you know, he has the potential to still be like a top 10 quarterback in the league, give or take. And he has more than enough talent on his offense, especially the receiver core to do it. Uh, Like Jarvis Landry, who uh, came out of LSU, as I already said, who is a cousin of mine. And um, I've been keeping up with him since he was like a freshman at LSU. And uh, honestly, I I just never thought that he was that great of a, a, a receiver, like, his ability to catch those one-hand passes are superior. You know, he top five in the NFL since he's been in the NFL for, like, the best hands in the league. And also they have Olave, uh, I believe his name, Chris Olave, the guy that came out of Ohio State, first-round pick, I believe. And they have Michael Thompson, who is, to me, honestly, I feel like is still a top 10 wide receiver in the league because he'll catch any and everything in his area vicinity anything that you throw near him he will catch it if it touches hands he's got it period he's like deandre hopkins but faster i will never 
forget, you know, saying, seeing the highlights and how this dude, Supreme Focus, like a, he's like Terrell Owens a little bit, but faster, get out his brakes. And Jameis Winston got the whole package. And they have Alvin Kamara at running back. So he don't necessarily have to be stressed about getting certain yards or getting first downs because you get a ball at Alvin Kamara. Uh, that's easily a good five or six yards, you know what I'm saying, for the most part. And they also uh, added Tyra Matthew, who is a spark plug on the defense. The defense is automatically turned up because Tyron Matthew was in the secondary. You know, he get busy. And um, they got other guys in the secondary as well. Uh, but Marcus Lattimore, I feel like, is a top five cornerback. But to me, honestly, he is in the top two, along with Jalen Ramsey. So uh, this this Saints team already have Cameron Jordan. They have Taysom Hill that tight end as well. So they have the right perfect team, and they really like the best team, solid team in the NFL right now. To be honestly, even though I don't make this in any way particular form, I feel like they're the best team. You know, organically, they they just like the best team. So uh, the sky's the limit for those guys, and I feel like. They, they got it. They got it sold up. They got everything that you need. Everything that you need. And that secondary, like I said, Marcus Lattimore, he followed the number one receiver. So that's why I put him and Jalen Ramsey as the top two cornerbacks because, you know, not too many cornerbacks living like that. Not too many living like that. And also, uh, after that, the second team I got on here is the Rams, right? You see the Rams. Uh, they already won the Super Bowl last season. They have Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, their receiver, Van Jefferson. Uh, they, you know, they got talent on their offense. They have Akers, their running back. He was pretty good. Matthew Stafford, you know, Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? Numerous amount of Pro Bowls, Pro Bowls. So, and um, the defense is physical. They added Bobby Wagner, who is a fire plug at linebacker. You know, that defensive line is already solid. You already seen Aaron Donald, how he getting down. Aaron Donald, he really liked that. He really liked that. And I'm surprised he haven't shown that side of himself before the training camp even happened. And you see, this is why I want to get on this subject for real. Because, you see, it's always people that never played football that don't understand the mentality and what it takes to even be at such a level like that, right? When you get on a football field... There is no time to be a nice guy. There is nothing to care about as far as being a good citizen and being a humanitarian in football, especially on defense. These people don't understand the mentality. These people don't understand that on a football field, that's when it's time for you to let your rage out. That's when it's time for you to let it go. It's guys out here really trying to make the team, make a spot, make a name for themselves, make people remember the name on your helmet. That's what it's about. The guy that Aaron Donald got in a fight with was a rookie. I seen his haircut. They put plugs all in his head. Aaron Donald put that dude in his place. That's what he was supposed to do because he is the leader of the team. You know? So uh, a lot of people want him to get suspended for a training camp game. Are you serious? This happens every season. Every single season since the NFL uh, was created, a training camp brawl happened. You know, that's what I like to see in NFL. I like to see players that express that hunger, fire, and passion. What is y'all watching it for? 
I don't want to watch NFL football where guys is walking in single file line in perfect behavior. I want to see the worst behaviors. Listen, I don't want people to go to the hospital with blood and gore coming out. But when a dude, Aaron Donald, messed him up, was blood just coming out of his head? Was he? Did he have to get stitches? Did he have to go to the hospital? Okay, then. It was a brawl. It was a fight. A 30-second, 15-second scuffle. They're men. They're men. And I'm sure Jalen Ramsey was hyped up. I'm sure Bobby Wagner was hyped up. Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in the league. He follows the number one wide receiver everywhere he goes. Lattimore is right there equal. He's close to Jalen Ramsey. And I believe that the guy with the Dolphins, he does the same thing. Follow the number one wide receiver. But that's what it's about. There is no such thing as the number one cornerback in the league that is not following the number one wide receiver every single where he goes. That's what Deion Sanders did. That's what Champ Bailey did. That's what Darrell Reeves did. That's so you got to do it too. And that's all I be saying. A lot of the, a lot of this stuff in the new generation, people have been soft and weak and they don't respect the uh, guys that was the forefathers of the stuff that made it what it was. Y'all dying, y'all watering down everything. So that's just how I feel about the Aaron Donald thing. If you want him to get suspended, you want him to miss games because your team sucks and he's coming with that energy. He bringing it. He bringing that fire. That's what I want to see. Two helmets in both hands. What's happening? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about, man. So, yeah, the, the Rams, they coming in and they definitely they trying to come back and win again. That's how that's how they rocking. That's how they coming. You feel me? So, yeah, Aaron Donald, he he like that. He's stepping like that. He's showing y'all like, hey, I, I signed my little contract and I'm turned up. I got my check. So any rookie that don't come to me correct, I'm going to correct that. So, yeah, on to the next thing. On to the next team. I just had to get on that subject because it's just I'm, I'm sick of saying that, man. NFL needs to let these players let it go and be more like real men supposed to be on that football field. You feel me? Aggressive and violent. That's what the sport is. You hit people, you mess you, you mess up your collarbone, you mess up your shoulder, clothesline, uh, uh, fist being thrown. The NFL is a violent sport. Football is a violent sport. You feel me? But yeah, I want to get on to another team because this stuff I have me rolling on here all day. I'll be going, I'll be going on here all day, man. You see, but the Ravens, I want to get into the Ravens real fast, right? You see, the thing about the Ravens is I always like the Ravens, right? And the main reason I like the Ravens is because of the hard-nosed football, especially on defense. The Ray Lewis and Air Reed wave kept football so hyped, uh, along with the Steelers with that James Harrison, uh, Troy Palomalu wave, right? And you see why? You see why? This is kind of why uh, I lost a sense of excitement for the NFL because the defenders can't deliver the uh, intimidation factor that they used to. And Ray Lewis already spoke on it. Real defense is a lost art in the NFL over the years, and it seemed like it happened immediately after he retired. You know, a lot of these defensive players, they can't really go the full distance like they want. A lot of cornerbacks can't even jam up at the line. You got to give uh, the offense so, many, so much help. You know, but see, I became more of a Ravens fan and a supporter over the past couple of years, right? And you want to know why? You see Lamar Jackson? You see, I already spoke on it. I spoke on it on a podcast already earlier last season with Lamar Jackson 
and uh, Cam Newton on there. And I said, Lamar Jackson hasn't had an elite ride receiver since he's been in the league. And who were the free agents this season? Who was the free agents? They had Julio Jones out there. Did the Ravens try to get them? Nope. They had A.J. Green, who was washed up. Did they even try to get him? Nope. You know, Will Fuller is still a free agent. Deshaun Jackson is still a free agent. They still running four fours, I believe. Are they trying to pursue these guys? Are the Ravens too cool to pursue Antonio Brown? Even though they got rid of his cousin, Hollywood Brown, who was the number one target for Lamar Jackson. Tell me why. Tell me why. But you should already know how it go down. And I already know people who keep up with football. Y'all seen Lamar Jackson bulk up. Y'all see him put on like 15, 20, 25 pounds, give or take. Because he know what time it is. He only has one target. Mark Andrews, he only has one great target that he can really trust. And that's Mark Andrews. All the other receivers are questionable. Y'all may know about Rashad Bateman. But who is that guy? Who is that guy? I only seen him in training camp. And I seen that he had like a athletic physique as if he could be the next chosen one. But you never know. You never know. Because when those top cornerbacks like Jalen Ramsey and Marcus Lattimore get in his face, or that cornerback uh, for the uh, Dolphins, that's when it's going to really show. Is he really like that? Now, the Ravens defense is the main reason why I get him the edge. They have Kyle Fuller, who is a great cornerback to me for the past five, six years with the uh, Chicago Bears, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters, who I feel like is a top 10 cornerback in the league. Uh, he may not necessarily follow number follow with a number one receiver all the time, but he is a great ball hawk and he knows how to pursue the ball. Like him coming out of college, I had even predicted him to be like the defensive rookie of the year because uh, just the fire and the determination he has to always be looking for the pick, the interception. Like he turns, he know how to get turnovers, and he's a little bit undersized, and he may lack the physicality in certain aspects of like taking down bigger uh no no bigger bigger guys that run towards him but he is definitely like us he is definitely like a lightning he got that lightning uh that you need from the secondary to make make stuff happen like somewhat like of a Deion Sanders he may not be as fast but you know when that ball go up in the air he gonna try to go get it you know he gonna fake off and look to the side like he don't see the quarterback, you know, finna throw the ball and he gonna run down and, you know. So I, I, I respect Marcus Peters and I really like uh, his style of play at cornerback. He, he really smart. And um, I already spoke about Kyle Hamilton coming out of Notre Dame. Uh, I feel like, you know, he is such a, a, a rare, it's a rarity. You see a guy at six foot three, like 215, 25 pounds as safety with that type of ability to man coverage. So I feel like they're going to work him into the system, but he's one of those players that you got to take your time with and kind of like let him develop himself and, and, you know, to where the point he could be more comfortable and be more vocal. I feel like he is more of a, you know, kind of laid back, you know, from just me observing him over the past uh, season or two. But I feel like Kyle Hamilton, if if he come into the league and get the ball rolling straight off the off the rip, uh, the, the Ravens are definitely going to be in, in the talks of being Super Bowl uh, worthy because uh, their defense, Kalius Campbell, they they 
that defense has always been well known to be very physical, highly aggressive, high energy. And um, I feel like if Lamar Jackson could feed off of that, uh, that'll be his best bet because people forget that the Ravens were running their, uh, I believe they're in the NFC, no, they're in the AFC, I believe. The Ravens was on top of their conference for the longest until Lamar Jackson got injured. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just like, I feel like Lamar Jackson got the most to prove out of those quarterbacks in the NFL. He has the most to prove because, you know, people like to attack him. People like to act like they dislike him for whatever reason. And people have been disrespecting this guy like he isn't a top five most exciting player in the NFL period. Like his talent level at quarterback we haven't seen in decades. Like why are people playing him and acting like he feels short of the measuring stick? You know, why people acting like he can't throw? You know, he may not be the best throwing passing quarterback, but he has a solid arm. He has arm strength. He throw 50-yard bombs with his foot planted. He don't have to put his back into it. I seen him do it. So I don't know why people like to discredit this guy for whatever reason that they feel that could be personal. Give guys the credit that they're supposed to be given. You know? I'm, I'm going to be watching any Ravens game this year. I will be supporting the Ravens more than probably any other team because I see how they don't support this guy, Lamar Jackson. And the NFL has already lost views. The NFL has already significantly lost views because they want to make it about politics and, you know, uh, point out certain guys because of their image. Like, that's whack. Just let these guys play a game, you know? And this guy been getting down like Michael Vick. We haven't seen no quarterback run a ball like that since Michael Vick. And they try to call him a running back, which is corny. But uh, he's he's going to get he's going to do what he got to do, man, to win. I believe that. And he is the type of guy that's going to put it all on the line to help his team win. I feel that Lamar Jackson is a great leader of that team and organization. So that's just where I'm at with it. And uh, also... I have the Chargers in my top five, uh, you know, which is kind of shaky. But uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of faith in Justin Herbert. Like, I feel like Justin Herbert is one of those pedigree of quarterbacks that comes into the league. And it's already like he was supposed to be there. He is like he has like that Peyton Manning mentality. Right. And I say that because his first rookie year. He was already highly advanced. And not only that, he's unpredictable. He can run the ball as well. So you just never know with this guy. He's already, I already think I seen him calling audibles in his rookie season. So it's like they gave him the green light or he's so comfortable in his ability at quarterback. And also the, his size. He's like 6'5", 6'6", 235 pounds. Like, he is the number he's the next he's the future of the NFL. Like the future of the NFL at quarterback is Patrick Mahomes right now, but he is gonna be like right after that. You know, he's gonna be right after that. And a lot of people are gonna sleep on him because he's with the Chargers descent. Well, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers, but they always gonna be San Diego Chargers to me. People sleep on him because the Chargers have not had much success in the playoffs in such a long time. But I've seen flashes of greatness in this guy. And he just has to have his receivers on the right accord with him because he definitely could have beat 
the the Raiders that that playoff season last year. It's just that when he threw the ball, his receivers wasn't on the right page, and some of them was dropping balls. So it's like he if he get the right click with certain dudes. Uh, I feel like Justin Herbert definitely could win a Super Bowl in a matter of, if not, he could go to the Super Bowl this season, but he may be winning Super Bowls in the next two or three years. He he definitely could do it. And he have Keenan Williams at receiver, Mike Williams at receiver. They have a great running, well, they have a great running back, Austin Eckler, you know. So he has talent on that offense, and he's just one of those guys that had that it factor. After seeing just a few games of that guy, Justin Herbert, at quarterback, I'm like, that's a leader. He's not scared of the of being in the spotlight. He's not nervous. He don't get timid. He he out there with it. And it's like when he walk out there, he feel like he just like just as good as Patrick Mahomes. He feel like he just as good as as Matthew Stafford and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. He he fall just in line with those guys. Honestly, honestly. And on the Chargers defense, they have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa as well, uh, who are both, you know. I know for sure Khalil Mack would be in the Hall of Fame, but probably the same for uh, Joey Bosa as well. And that that's, you know, what else is there to say? I mean, they have J.C. Jackson, uh, who also is a top-five cornerback in the league. I believe he follows the number-one wide receiver. Eight interceptions last year. I mean, what? Asante Samuel back there in the secondary, junior. So, uh, Duran James, I believe. So, uh, however you want it. That Chargers defense is top five defense in the NFL automatically. You know? Now, the last team I'm going to put on here out of the top five, who um, I was kind of shaky and, like, you know, I, I, I was thinking, like, do they deserve to be in the top five? But they do, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. And why uh, it's the same thing with Joe Burrow. I feel like Joe Burrow, uh, I seen what he did at LSU. He broke records. I feel like he threw like the most touchdowns in college football history or something like that, SEC history at LSU. And, um, you know, just just off the field as well, like his personality and the way that he congregates and is, and is able to connect with the teammates on his team is something that people may not understand but that gave him another advantage you know like he's bro like i'm gonna say this like joe burrow is kind of like a brett Favre, right like brett Favre was one of my favorite quarterbacks ever you feel me in the nfl because he was just cool he was laughing in the fourth quarter with two seconds on the clock and you would think everybody else would be stressed but he's laughing and he's dancing. You know, that's kind of like how Joe Burrow reminds me of. And his teammates could trust him more. His teammates could laugh and joke with him more. Like, you see, and it's like, yeah, I could be getting off subject, but Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl in his really first official year. Because his rookie year, he got hurt in week four, week five. So people hate on Joe Burrow. Because for one, people are used to hating on the Cincinnati Bengals. But if they put their pride to the side, they could see that Joe Burrow is going to be in the league and win multiple Super Bowls at the rate that he's going. Because if you can go to the Super Bowl your first official season in the NFL, you definitely could go to multiple more. And if you look at his receiver core, he has T. Higgins, 
Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase. You know, come on, man. His his even his tight end good, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, and he has Joe Mixon at running back. You know? So how can you deny that? How can you deny that, man? You know, his defense may not be as solid, but he got the tools to win, bro. So Joe Burrow, uh, that dude, he got what it takes. He got what it takes, and um, the sky's the limit for them. You know, it's certain teams that I, I didn't put in my top five, like the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, I mainly say that because uh, it's, it's kind of personal. I hold, I, I slightly held the grudge with the Eagles in that Chip Kelly situation for years. I didn't get over it for years. I know it's just football and just a sport, but just channeling in in a, in a football sport, sport state of mind, I kind of broke rebuked the Philadelphia Eagles after having that Michael Vick team with LaShawn McCoy and Deshaun Jackson and allowing Chip Kelly to break that up and it wasn't the same like it still haven't hasn't been the same ever since like even when they won the Super Bowl I was happy but it was bittersweet because I was like Deshaun McCoy deserved a ring and I feel like Michael Vick definitely deserved a ring and yeah Deshaun Jackson <laughs> He got a ring, you know, eventually, but he definitely deserved a ring with the Philadelphia Eagles. That was a team that wasn't supposed to break up, and Chip Kelly destroyed that. And um, you see the Eagles ever since then, they've been trying to find a, a replacement for Deshaun Jackson to get that same feeling again. But I, I think it, it'll never, they'll never find another Deshaun Jackson. They'll never find another outspoken receiver that was, like, supremely confident to where it came off as arrogance like that, like, uh, the guy at Alabama we have a receiver for the Eagles, he is good, you know, but to compare him to Deshaun Jackson, it would be totally disrespectful. And um, I even see they try to get Davon Allen to get that Deshaun Jackson tight field back for the Eagles, but it just don't feel the same, man. It don't feel the same, you know. So uh, people, uh, they, they got a lot of, people have a lot of faith in um the quarterback for the Eagles, uh, Jalen Hurts. People people have a lot of faith in this guy. And um, I'm sorry to say it, man. Uh, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan, you know, but it's bittersweet. I kinda, I'm, I'm kind of hard on these dudes. Like, uh, pause. Like, uh, <laughs> like I, I really hold them to a higher standard than they should be because, like, they never take the extent to, like, make sure that they have enough talent and some more. Like, they always try to get just enough to win a season and then they lose by a field goal and they could have did they could have added one more guy in the free agency to take it up a notch but they never do it you know they never do it man and um i, I really don't have faith in Jay, uh, jalen hurts i feel like he is a good quarterback but he still falls in a mediocre average uh category he is not like he's not good to where he's good in the playoffs still that playoff game they had against the Buccaneers was horrible. Like, that was the, the trashiest playoff game that I've seen out of the Eagles in years. That was They shouldn't even went to the playoffs just to do that. They shouldn't even win. You know, I understand he got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, but I, 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 don't, I don't have much faith in him, man. His running ability is okay, but I don't even know if he really is confident and believes in himself as much as he may 
act as if he does. I don't really see it. I seen him in Alabama, and I remember when he was at Alabama, he stayed at Alabama for five years, I believe. And for the first two or three seasons, um, the Alabama head coach was saying that he couldn't even throw the ball more than 40 yards. Like, I believe that was the same. So I, I really don't know, man. I, I know the the Eagles secondary. Uh, they're very good. You know, they have some they have some talent out there, and they they one of the best secondaries in the league, I believe, with Anthony Harris, Marcus Epps, uh, Darius Slay, and James Bradbury. You know, even uh, Jaquiski Tart. You feel me? <laughs> they got Avante Maddox. You know, they just really got talent all across their roster on defense. And um, I will say Jordan Davis will be the defensive rookie of the year. I'm going to say that. So I had to make this podcast to put this out there, like, and, uh, you know, just really put it out there in the forefront. Like, Jordan Davis will be the defensive rookie of the year. I already know uh, it ain't nobody else out there coming like him. So that's the main reason why I wanted to somewhat slide the Eagles into my top five. But the quarterback situation, I'm I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on Jaden Hurts and how much he believes in himself and like if he really has what it takes to deliver in the playoffs and primetime, you know, situations. Like, I don't know if he can deliver that. And uh, me been watching the Eagles for so long, I know how the Eagles get down. They're going to get just enough. So, yeah, man, I'm going to put this out there, man. And um, I may not be in tune all throughout the NFL season this year unless more topics and events happen, but I had to... Uh, I, I I was I'm gonna keep doing the top five anyway, but I had to talk about this Aaron Donald situation more than ever because that's what really had me turned up. Because man, I don't know I don't know about this I don't know about this newer generation. Like a lot of guys, they never even played like violent sports. Like, and it's not even just about saying that I'm tough because I played football. But you know the bruises and the scrapes that I've been through, I know about like tears in the locker room like i know about blood and gore and seeing guys with broken bones like i know the struggle of two days three days sunburn i'm talking about bro I, I know the pain that comes with football i know every day you could be in the rain in the mud i'm talking about mud in your socks mud in your mouth i know about it mud under your fingers dirt under your fingernails you got to eat and hydrate so you can go back in two or three days. So once you go to training camp, you already got this built up. You already got this pain and anger that you put into football. It's going to be fights that happen. Like I'm a good person. Like I'm, I'm one of the most uh, respectful, nice people you can meet outside of the football. But on the football field, I was with it and I was about whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they are real like Aaron Donald is a real G on the football field. There was some real G stuff that he did on the football field. So you know what's gonna happen. Guys gonna follow behind him. And I would love to be on a team with a guy like Aaron Donald. Those are the teams that win championships. Those are the teams that uh, uh, uh go above greatness. You know, everybody talked this Michael Jordan shit, but they not even like that. You know what uh make players like Aaron Donald and Michael Jordan and and you know guys that really take the initiative to take it there and some more and Tom Brady you know what make these guys stand out that they willing to go the distance you not they willing to take it there and take it there for real and you not so all these people out here that want Aaron Donald to get suspended over a training camp game that don't even matter who cares 
a lot of those guys, if you click on their profile, you can see that they never played football a day in their life, let alone a sport. They don't know what it's like to get in a fight on the football field. Guys don't come into the uh, 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 guys don't really go into a training camp or a game hoping to fight necessarily. So that's just what it was. The mentality is different for a lot of people in the newer generation, especially in America. They want to take the easier way out. You got you got cornerbacks in the NFL now. They think that they're a top five cornerback in the league and they don't even follow the number one receiver. You can never come to Deion Sanders and say you're the number one receiver or the number one cornerback in the league and you don't follow the number one guy. You can never go to Darrell Reeves at Champ Bailey and tell him that you're the number one cornerback in the league and you don't follow the number one receiver everywhere. What are you scared of? What are you afraid of? That's why I come at these boxers as well. That's why I come at Canelo Alvarez. Who you fooling? So that's how I put it out there. That's why I put it out there. It's sports. But sometimes this sports is deeper than me. Like they say, it hit different. Ain't nothing soft about football. Ain't nothing about football should be a gentle, gentleman, nice guy aspect. You'll get knocked on your ass and get stepped on. And you'll get kicked off the team, maybe. And you know what? Somebody else will take your position and shine. Football is a man's sport. So I, I, I agree with... Uh, I agree with Pat McCaffey was saying on this podcast. I agree with that totally, 100%. You know, football is a combat sport. I'm sorry if you didn't know. This is a sport of war. This this is warfare. Aaron Donald didn't come into training camp thinking that, okay, I'm going to grab two helmets and hit somebody upside the head with it. No, nah, they was banging their face masks against his head, you know, kicking him, punching him. So he probably did just snap and just, you know, that's it happens, bro. It happens. Yeah, apologies probably needed, but it happens, man. So like I said, it, it could be some NFL players or other guys that play football that listen to this podcast. But yeah, yeah, that's what it is, man. I've been in those trenches in the football and I know the aspect of it. So if you soft, you know, take your ass home. That's what the coach going to tell you. Get the hell out the field. Go play basketball. Go with the basketball players. So you can lotion your legs up out there. And when somebody hits you too hard, scream foul. But in football, it ain't no such thing as foul. You're supposed to get foul. You're supposed to get wild. So, yeah, that's why I like uh, Antonio Brown and certain players like Terrell Owens. That was just like, yeah, man, they out here and they with it. So if you ain't, get the hell out the field. Because it don't matter about color in football. It's a lot of guys. Most of them came from tough situations or environments. Or they was just naturally gifted and just happy-go-lucky. But most of them that went to the NFL and the league, they put in hard times and struggle and dedication in the football so, yeah, when I get on the football field, you're going to get this issue. You're going to get this pressure. Believe it. Believe it. And I'm stepping. So, yeah, man, that's what it is, man. I lived it. So uh, I speak about it differently. Uh, a lot of people going to be all soft, mild men talking about football. But uh, that's just my perspective on it. Just know some of these guys, they're trying to make a team. And they may not have no home to go back to. It may not be no other option. So just know that before you talk about these dudes going the distance they may be trying to change their life you know you never know what situations these guys come from it's about making a team everybody wants to make the team in the nfl nobody wants to get cut that's that's a horrible feeling you shouldn't want that so yeah man i salute any of these guys that still keeping that old school football energy like you talking shit you out there you know what i'm saying you about the fighting action that's what man listen i'm about all the toxicity in the nfl any players that's toxic i like them i love it you feel me so, yeah, man, salute to those NFL players out there keeping it real and keeping their energy. You feel me? That's what we need. That's what I want to see. I'm more in tune to want to watch the, uh, the Rams 
And I'm looking more forward to watching the Rams now because they with their toxicness. That's what I, that's what I like. That's what I love to see in the NFL. And America has got a little bit more soft now. We need that. I want to see that, man. So just put my two cents out there, man. Hey, man, that's just, that's just what it is, man. Benji out, man. Peace.